So what happens when Donna decides to reset the entire DVR during halftime of Game 3 with the Hawks? Things didn't go well. The story is coming up during this episode. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I have become one of those people or one of those parents now. I have a spreadsheet for college. Like I, I've always heard people say that and I'm like, I'm not going to be that weird or that person. And I have become that person. For Olivia, our 17 year old, who's going to be a senior next year, we're starting, well, we've been in the process of kind of going through colleges and now that the world's back open, we're setting up um, visits and everything. And, and a couple of things I want to say is when someone tells you the colleges that your child is looking at, they're not looking for your approval. Your or, information. Yeah. Now, now, sometimes people will say, hey, I graduated from there. It's a great place. Oh my gosh, I always wanted to go there. But the one I get a lot is, can't she go in-state? It's like, I, well, dad has asked that a yeah. lot too, to be honest. I mean, I would love that. But our state universities are, as a Georgia grad right now, they're very difficult to get into. And if that's not your kid's thing, they don't want to go to a big SEC school. I get it that you can get funding and all that stuff, but it, it's just not in the cards. And a lot of people will say to me, oh, well, because she could go to a smaller school and then transfer in. She doesn't want to transfer in. That's not her end goal. So she doesn't want to go to the schools that she would transfer in anyway. The reason that I have a spreadsheet is because when you and I went to college, I filled out my own application. I think it was a written application for Georgia. That's how old I am. And they sent this huge envelope in the mail. And you knew if you got the big envelope, you were good. You were golden. It was like a golden ticket. If you got the small one, problem. You know, because they're not going to send you like a small envelope with like dorm information and all that stuff. But now everything is done through this Georgia Futures account and you... Everybody does something different. Everyone has different, you know, what they need from ACT to SAT to grade point average to rigor. And there's no one size fits all. So you almost have to have a spreadsheet. Some schools require three years of foreign language. Some schools require two years of foreign language. It's really crazy. It's like a full-time job. Do you want to get hired? Do I want to get hired? Uh, hired. Hired. No, no. Yeah, hired. hired. Hired by what? Like me to help out as like my assistant? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't know how to do an Excel spreadsheet if I had to. Is that okay. what it is? Kind of, yeah. Color coded and I'm colorblind too. Yeah, so yeah. you don't want me in there. You don't want me to have anything to do with that. Yeah. It's just a lot. If you're going through that right now, um, you totally get it with your kids because, you know, you're trying to like find them the right place to go and yeah, it's just all Where are we going in August? We're going to, well, we're going to see... Um, we're going a couple places. We're going to New Orleans. Never been. We are going to um, potentially Colorado. We are potentially, we're, well, we're going to um, oh, uh, Charleston. So All right. that should give you some ideas of these wonderful, small, expensive, liberal colleges that she's interested in. Wonderful. Uh-huh. Anything for her. Yes. All right. So uh, Hawks are in the headlines because uh, we're going to, if you're listening to upload date, game four is tonight and uh, upload date. Uh, if you're with us today, Tuesday, June 29th, and we're still going to be at State Farm Arena with the Hawks and uh, the Bucks. Now, Donna is watching game three on Sunday night and she decides for the first time in maybe a year to fully reset 
the D- a full-on reset of the DVR at halftime of the Hawks game. Now, mind you, this is the first trip to the Eastern Division Championship round, I think, in like seven years for the Hawks. And again, you're this screaming, uh, suddenly just this all-in Hawks fan. Mm-hmm. And I say to you, Donna, halftime's only, you know, 15 minutes maybe? Do, do you think that we're going to have time to reset the entire DVR during halftime for it to be back up for the beginning of the third quarter? And you said, well, of course there's going to be time. Well, the answer is no. There, there wasn't was not time. time. Here's what happened. So, yeah. Okay. Explain. Why? Explain to me why this happened. Well, it's not like you're watching. You're watching it in the bedroom anyway. You're not. You're not that exuberant of a fan. So this shouldn't have affected you. But what happened is there's something going on with our Direct TV where every 15 minutes this thing pops up and it says, "Would you like to go to low definition?" Like low res. Low res. So it's like 56K dial-up suddenly so, is what you're watching if you say yes. Yeah, and it's like you're transported back to the time when they wore short shorts and like Doc Rivers was like shooting the ball. Because, I mean, the, the screen looks like it's from 1980. Right. So I'm like, I can't take this. It keeps popping up and popping up. And, you know, I have to watch my little ice tray and my little tiny dancer. Those are his nicknames, you know, Trey Young. And so he's so little when the box pops up, it covers him. Because he's so tiny. And I'm like, I can't see him. This is ridiculous. So I'm like, I'm going to reset the thing and it'll be good to go by the time halftime's over. Not the case. Of all times, though, there are 24 hours in a day. And of all times to reset the DVR, did it cross your mind? Maybe Because I, I believe I haven't said to you, yeah. maybe this isn't the right time. Maybe we wait until afterwards when they're doing inside the, the NBA or whatever and, and, and recapping the game. Well, let's finish this, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and you didn't seem phased by it. No, I thought I could get it done. And suddenly you could hear the horns and things from the bedroom TV, which was also on the Hawks game. And you're like, oh, my gosh, the game third quarter started. And I said, yes, <laughs> it has, Donna. And it's still at 0%. 0% after 15 minutes. It's still 0% until the full reset is done. I got it back up. But here's the thing. It was so sad. It was just such a sad game. They were leading. And then, as you know, if you're following this game, that referee stuck his big old black shoe, you know, those weird little shoes that like clowns wear. He put it in the paint and tripped Trey Young on purpose. Donna. Don't even get me going. Yep. That would be so Atlanta sports, though, wouldn't it? If like the ref shoe is what caused the it, Hawks to not go to the NBA Finals for he, the first time back. ever, I think. He came back. He had to go away. He had to get taped up. He was limping. He was in pain. And An they, MRI later today. We obviously we're not going to have that. And, and they fell apart because recorded. they didn't have like they didn't have all the team together. The band went back together. This guy, I hope he feels bad. And I'm not done with this. We need to trace out. Like we need to figure out where's he from, who are his allegiances, how long's he been refereeing. We need answers. This is this is just not going to go away. You know, this is like a deep state thing. Yeah, this is a big problem. So you think that it was done on purpose? Absolutely. Donna, come on. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah, but let me tell you the other thing. Tell I, me the other thing. I am so into basketball right now that after no the game ended, I watched this like um, documentary on Charles Barkley. And how and him working on the show, you know, the inside, what is it called? Inside, inside the NBA. Inside, inside the NBA. And how, I mean, it's just fascinating. Like how many times they've had to say to him, you know, don't say that. You can't say that or whatever. It was just, it was fascinating. Like I thought I knew him, but like all of the things that he's done and 
just there were some amazing things that he's done for different people that work on the show. And it was it was great. Great. So now I'm like, I'm all in this. You know, I love a good sports documentary. We've talked about this on the podcast. Too. So you're like an NBA fan now. I, I all am. The okay. All the way. All right. mm-hmm. Even if the Hawks are not as far as they are right now, like in the beginning of the next NBA season, you're going to have that package with DirecTV, like the NBA fan package or something. We're going to pay extra for that, probably. Okay. Here's what I found. I had I had three women that reached out to me. Um, one was Allison Warren, who is a friend of mine, but is also a great um, listener to the show. And she said she is as big of a fan. She sent me a picture last night of her and her son, Gus, and they were wearing like um, jerseys. And then we had another pod peep who actually came to visit us. You met her this weekend um, at Gallery Furniture. Huge Hawks fan. And her name is Carrie Chastain. And her fiance came in and said, what do you like the announcer for the Hawks now? Because she was so excited. So I I think it's kind of like a psychological thing. I've been talking about it with a couple of women. And here's the thing. He's happy. He loves playing the game. Who, who's he? Trey. Okay. I Trey. So instead of being like, you know, oh, God, I got to hit the court and I'd rather be selling my shoes. And this is, you know, like a, the, the game's really secondary to my celebrity status. He like loves playing the game and he's happy when he's out there and his parents are in the stands. And here's the other thing. If you have a child who has this dream to do something, but they're like, I'm too short. I weigh too much. I'd... Look at this kid. He, he, he's, he can't even like defend the people he's up against, but he's sinking shots left and right. And he's like teeny tiny. So I think it's also like a great story for, I mean, which we haven't had an athlete in so long that like kids are like, yeah, that's a pretty cool story. But like you can look up to him and say, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. So do not poo poo me and my women and the, the female Hawks fans. All right. Mm-hmm. Derek Chauvin has been sentenced to 20. 20- two and a half years in prison for the murder of George Floyd. You know, from listening to past episodes of this podcast that I took off the entire month of the trial. Off of work. What, what, from where though? Yeah, Who'd you call into? That was a good oh, setup. Okay. For three weeks, I watched from open to close. You know, I'm a huge fan of the judicial system and the justice system and courts. And, and before COVID, I was a jury observer and I would go down to the Fulton County courthouse and I would uh, sit in on trials and observe. Insanity. And um, so I watched from gavel to gavel uh, the entire three-week trial. Um, and, and sentencing was this past week. Uh, Derek Chauvin can get out of prison in 15 years. The sentence was 22 and a half. But um, as screwed up as the judicial system is, he can actually be out in 15 years for the murder of George Floyd. How sick is that? It's terrible. I was shocked. It's terrible. It was terrible. But I was shocked. I was shocked. I mean, just like everyone else. I just, I, I don't understand how that's possible. And I've how, been, how is that justice for it's that not, family? It's not. That's just it. I mean, he was found guilty on, on three charges. Yeah. And Derek Chauvin can be back at home in 15 months Without his wife, because she left him, as she should have. You were supposed to be in court today. We've, we've kind of had to do a lot of shifting. There are a lot of things that have been in play today because um, you were supposed to be down at the Fulton County Courthouse today for jury duty. Yeah, and unlike you, I didn't want to, I don't want to, I didn't want to do it. I mean, I will. It's my civic duty. I get it. I'll be there. Did you offer on. to give your money back to the library? 
Um, no, because you I check don't, that box and they give like your I mean, $15. I would, but I don't think if you get called, you, you don't get the money. I mean, if you don't get called, you don't right, get true. the money. Right. Yeah. But I think you have to tell them in advance if oh, you're yeah. willing to defer yes. your payment for the day to the Fulton County library system or something. Yeah. I, when I did that last time, I told the woman behind the counter, I said, I think you ought to have like a little menu that you can hold up and like, do you want to give it to fur kids? Which uh, is an animal rescue Yeah. Or like whatever turtles for turtles for tots or, you know, whatever, uh-huh. like Anything, you know, different things. Like you could give your money to different charities, not just Turtles the library. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. But you called last night because you can call at 7 o'clock and, do, and, and, and they say whether or not you're required to come. Ultimately, you didn't. So at 7 o'clock last night, there's group texts just flying left and right because got, you had yeah. workers on hold at, you know, yeah. at your store. We had people with the App and Podcast Network on hold waiting to see. We had like an A, B, and a C. If this happens... This is the plan. B, if this happens, this is the plan. So ultimately, we're here recording on Monday. Um, and I'm very jealous because I have not been, I've not been called for jury duty um, in a while. And I'm mm. the person that wants to go mm. to jury duty, one of the few. I was surprised, though, that you were relieved of your civic duty because there are so many, tri- there's such a backlog, right? And we know this personally. There are There's such a backlog right now with trials, whether it be superior court or federal court, because the courts were shut down because of COVID for so long. And I, I, I got to tell you, I thought that you would have wound up today in Fulton County Court and probably had even been seated on a jury. Can you because- imagine? <laughs> Because they have to, they have to catch up, and it's going to take years for this for for the system to uh, get back to a, a, a normal, you know, a normal docket. We'll say. Can you imagine if they put me on there? Like I'd be smiling and waving at whoever's in there. I'll tell you this: one time I was called for jury duty, and the kids were little, and we were supposed to go on spring break, and we had airline tickets. We were flying to Orlando. And actually got to the point where you get seated and they ask you the questions and all of this stuff. And the judge said, this very stern judge, he was like, and it was. It was right before spring break, wasn't yes, it? Yes. Yeah. And, and everybody wanted to get Everybody front. wanted, yeah. yeah. And there was another woman um, kind of sitting beside me who was, you could tell, was like from North Fulton or somewhere. But anyway, he, you know, the judge said, is there a reason, any reason why you, you know, can't serve? And, you know, I raised my hand. She raised her hand. And he's like, okay, yes. And she stood up first and said, well, you know, I have. Um, I have plans to go to spring break and I have these children and da, da, da. And he said, all right, sit down. And he, and then he said, how about you? And I said, well, I'm the same as her. I said, I have tickets to go to Orlando. We're going to, um, now this was before the Blackfish documentary, but we were going to SeaWorld, um, Disney and all these places. And he's like, okay, you two, you're not, that's not happening. So spring break is not an excuse. So y'all both need to sit down and be quiet. I was like, good heavens. What a mean man, you know? Who takes spring break away from people? <laughs> a judge. Yeah. Who needs but ultimately, to fill a jury? I did not get chosen. All right. Well, we're glad you're here today. Yes, me too. So uh, one thing I did this morning was I sat down and I went through the entire menu at Dinner Affair for, for the July menu. And we get 12 dinners that feed four to six people every month. And there are 15 new din- dinner items or dinners that are added to Dinner Affair uh, every single month. And um, do you want know what we're going with? Yes, because I just sometimes I'll, you know, I'll ask you to help me out. But more often than not, I don't because I like to just order what I like. We've noticed that. Yeah. Every now and then, rarely with dinner fare, but every now and then we're like, who ordered that? Did you order that? Asian barbecued bistro steak. Got two of them. Love that. Chicken and waffles. Kids love it. Great. uh, Listen, that's a great. Everybody loves chicken and waffles. Yeah. So we got two of those Uh, south of the border pork tenderloin, buffalo shrimp with chunky blue cheese. 
Cheese ravioli with Parmesan pesto. Got that for Olivia, our 17-year-old mm-hmm. daughter. Mm-hmm. Blackened chicken tacos with Chipotle ranch. And we have said we are a sauce family. We're not a cobbler family. No. Uh, but we love sauces. And 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 so the, the sauces that come delivered with your meals at dinner fair are homemade, like the Chipotle ranch sauce with the blackened chicken tacos. Depending on the size of your family or um, how many mouths you have to feed, there's different dinner packages at different price points that you can choose. Regardless of the package that you do choose, $30 off your first order. The promo code is CADDY2021, C-A-D-D-Y 2021. Yeah, and it's time to get ready for, uh, you know, pretty soon, believe it or not, we're going to be heading back to school. We're kind of getting near the end of the summer here. So um, it's a great time to start with Dinner Affair. And again, these are just super, super easy meals. Three, four steps. Throw a side with it. You don't have to have four different sides, a bread, all of this. You know, we usually do one or two sides, sometimes just one side or a small salad, something with it. They're healthy. They taste great. Um, and this does not cost a lot of money and no contract. You're not going to be in something long term where they keep debiting your card and you can't get out of it or figure out the subscription service. You order them every month. You pick your delivery and um, you can, you know, you can stop at any time. You can pause, rejoin, however you want to do it. They deliver to your doorstep here in the Atlanta area. Dinner Affair also ships nationwide. Money back guarantee, two to three easy steps to get dinner on the table uh, and ingredients to prepare the dinner that you ordered separated in bags. So you can add what you want, you can leave out what your kids don't want, and you can uh, make it your own as well. Dinneraffair.com, dinneraffare.com. Whether or not you are a fan, Britney Spears and the story that's in the headlines right now is absolutely heartbreaking. The people who are supposed to love and who are supposed to support her are taking advantage of her at her weakest moment. And I think that her father is an absolute monster. We have some audio from last Wednesday, which is when Brittany uh, appeared virtually before a judge in California about her uh, con, uh, uh, conservatorship. Thank you, Don. I'm glad you're here. Uh, it was 24 minutes and The substance of her 24 minutes we're going to talk about after you hear just a bit of the clip. I want you to hear the clip because it shows how nervous Britney Spears was. And I I can only imagine. um, And that's not a a slight on her at all. Uh, The judge a couple of times has to say to her, Miss Spears, please slow down because my court reporter is having a a, a tough time taking everything in. And we want everything that you say to become a part of 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 the record um britney has never spoken publicly about this until wednesday when uh, she appeared in court in california i would like to um also um the main reason why i'm here is because i want to end the conservatorship without having to be evaluated i've done a lot of research ma'am and there's a lot of judges who do in conservatorships for people without them having to be evaluated all the time the only times they don't is if the concerned family member says something's wrong with this person and consider um and other otherwise and considering my family has lived off my conservatorship for 13 years i won't be surprised if one of them has has something to say and go forward and say we don't think this should end we have to help her especially if i get my fair served and turning exposing what they did to me also i want to speak to you about at the moment my obligations which I personally don't think at the very moment I owe anybody anything. I have three meetings a week I have to attend no matter what. I just don't like feeling like I work for the people whom I pay. I don't like being told I have to no matter what, even if I'm sick. Jody, the conservator, says I 
um, I have to see my coach Ken even when I'm sick. I would like to do one meeting a week with a therapist. I've never in before, even before they sent me to that place, had two therapy sessions. Um, a therapy one well, a therapy session and one therapy session with um my I have a doctor and then a therapy person. Um, what I've been forced to do illegal in my life, I shouldn't be told I have to be available three times a week to these people I don't know. I'm talking to you today because I feel again, yes, even Jody is starting to kind of take it too far with me. They have me going to therapy twice a week and a psychiatrist. I've never in the past had, wait, they have me going, yeah, twice a week and my Dr. Gold. So that's three times a week. I've never in the past had to see a therapist more than once a week. It takes too much out of me going to this man I don't know. Number one, I'm scared of people. I don't trust people with what I've been through. And the clever setup of being in Westlake, one of the most exposed places in Westlake, which today, yesterday, paparazzi showed me coming out of the place, literally crying um, in therapy. It's embarrassing and it's demoralizing. I deserve privacy when I go. I deserve privacy when I go and have therapy either at my home, like I've done for eight years. They've always come to my home or um, when the Dr. Benson, the guy, the man that died, um, I went to a place similar to what I went to in Westlake, which was very exposed and really bad. Nobody um, has heard Britney Spears speak. So she gets, listen, she, she's very, um, you can tell that she's very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of all over the place, but no one has heard Britney Spears speak in 13, right? Am I right about that? Yeah. She did some Vegas shows, I think, but I, but you, you never heard her in a conversational way or a conversational tone. Yeah, I mean, she's done those kind of strange Instagram videos where you hear her talking or dancing or, or things that she likes. But um, there is so much to unpack here. There's just a lot. You know, it's it, it's very sad, obviously. That's that's just the first statement. It's just very sad. And, you know, any any child who starts so early in the industry I think there's a you have to be careful when your parents are involved because there is always a line where it can get really blurred. I mean, I think that happened with the Jonas Brothers. It happened with Justin Bieber and his mom. I mean, we've seen this over and over again where the people who are supposed to be protecting you end up in some ways profiting off of you um, and potentially hurting you. You know, I think, you know, Taylor Swift is probably one of the only people who still has a relationship with her mother who has been that involved in her career. Uh, you know, the things that made me just really sad were the fact that she can't ride in a car with her boyfriend. She can't have a child. Well, they have an IUD. Which is... Or she has an IUD. And I mean, talk father... about hand, Handmaid's Tale. I mean, I'm just like, really? Is that what's going on? And I understand, like, when she had her breakdown and all of this probably started that, you know, it was put in to keep her from going through all of her money, keep her, you know, um, her mental health stable, seeing, you know, seeing doctors and accountable, but it's gone too far. And, and I believe they've added in all these extra things and it's, and just kind of put them in there. And, and the fact that she had, she says she did not know that she could come in, in the conservatorship. She was not aware of that. If that's true, that's really an abuse of power, you know, on behalf of her lawyer. Correct. Who is a court-appointed lawyer. Um, she, I think several things are going to change after the hearing last Wednesday. I do believe that. There are some things though, that the judge cannot change. There are, there are laws. There are rules when it comes to this kind of stuff. 
And the fact that Brittany last Wednesday defied, you know, decided to address the court for the first time, I think that she thought that it was almost like a, a hearing to rid herself of um, the conservatorship. And that's anything but the case. Yeah. Because she had to file the paperwork in order for the judge to even consider that. And she didn't. So really, her 24 minutes of testimony from last week are null and void. It doesn't matter because there's nothing for the judge to rule on. And as you just said, Brittany admitted she had no idea that she had to file that paperwork in order. You know, I I truly believe that last Wednesday she thought the judge was going to rule on whether or not the conservatorship was going to end. And that's not the case. And that's very sad that her lawyer did not give her that information. But her lawyer is a public defender. Brittany Spears has a public defender in a conservatorship. Is that not just crazy? Well, and she said to the court, let me go and use my own money and, 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 and pay for my own legal representation. And I do think that that's one of the few things that could come out out of out of last Wednesday's hearing. Well, maybe, but it's very tangled because, you know, and here's what people don't understand too. looking at that, like the whole free Britney movement, you know, these people feel they um, are justified now because for so long people vilified these people and said, she's happy. She she doesn't y'all are you know, you're not speaking for her. And she came out and said, I'm sorry that I led you to believe that my life was great. It That wasn't the case. And it took a lot, a lot of nerve and, and confidence to get up there and basically testify against your father and, and these other people. Um, but the problem with getting her own attorney is then you have to start deconstructing the conservatorship because then she is somewhat in charge of her own money. And it is illegal. You know, they, they have to depose people. The, there are very few, because I've looked it up, there's very few conservatorships that are ended without some sort of evaluation. medical evaluation, what she's asking for. And, and if you remember, the, and maybe you don't, but the last um, evaluation that she had, maybe a couple of years ago, the end result was them saying, them being the lawyers or the doctors or whoever, uh, them saying, we think that it should continue. Right. So it's going to be, you're, you have, a, the burden is on you to prove that a lot has changed in order for them to go back and, 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 and say, you know what? Um, we think that maybe that ruling or that report or that evaluation was off a little bit. And here's what's changed. You must prove there's been a material change. And if they can do that, it's going to be a whole lot easier. If there is a termination petition filed and it is opposed by say, like her father, um, then this is going to become a very long, drawn-out legal battle that's basically, it becomes a trial. It becomes a trial where there are witnesses. There, as you said, up to you know uh, dozens and dozens of depositions, and it can become very ugly, and it will become very drawn-out. So for those that thought Brittany last Wednesday maybe had another three weeks under this conservatorship, that's not the case. This is still going to be at least a year, if not two or three years down the road until there's a change. And that also, I think, Donna, shows that there are problems with the model. There are problems here with the judicial system, for sure. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, there are some things that could be maybe modified out of it, though. Even if they feel like the conservatorship needs to continue, you know, she's a 40-year-old woman. There's, there is, um, you know, unfortunately, there, there's a fertility situation here. And if she wants to genuinely have children with the person that she's with, who she's been with for quite a while, that could come into play. I also think that, 
you know, the reason she doesn't want to be medically evaluated is because this cadre of people that have been taking care of her, she feels like, and probably rightly so, have been on her dad's team and her dad's payroll. And are making money. Yeah. So making I, money from her. I think if the judge could gain her trust and have a conversation with her to say, if we put some independent people, not medical evaluators or psychologists that you're, you've been, you know, your dad has been involved with or, or the people around you, then maybe she could get a fair evaluation. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out of this, but I do know this. I think there were a lot of people who thought, you know, like I said, the Britney Spears people who kind of rallied behind her. She has an amazing fan base, but thought by kind of shaming her father, Jamie Spears, or, or some of the other people involved, that that would make the court say, oh, well, this is really wrong. That's not how it works either. There's public opinion and then there's legal opinion. But what I do think would come out of it is that maybe Jamie Lynn's or Jane, not Jamie Lynn, the sister, but maybe Jamie, the dad could make recommendations to the court that some of these things could be lifted for her behalf. Because I do think he's under enormous pressure now because he's not saying anything. But as he should be. Absolutely. And he's making $16,000 a month is what, what Britney's bank is basically paying her. Plus, I think I read $20,000 a month in expenses. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Think, think of it this way. If you have ever been in a custody battle for a child and it goes so far that a judge assigns a, a forensic custody evaluator, it comes down to what the forensic custody evaluator says and believes as to which parent should get custody. That's an all. And, and so in the Brittany's case, it would be whoever does the medical evaluation, the judge, wouldn't you agree? And we yes. know this from forensic custody evaluations with, yeah. with custody battles. Yeah. The judge nine times out of 10 is going to side with whatever the medical evaluation comes back as and, and what they suggest happens or in the case of a custody, the guardian uh, trial, the guardian, the, there, there, yeah. there's so many people involved. And, and, and I think that when all of these different people get involved and everybody has an opinion, it does nothing but muddy everything because anybody can look sane for 45 minutes when there's a home visit by a guardian ad litem and you can plant new tulips in the front yard and you can put a Jesus lives here doormat in front of your door uh, and you can you can you can play the role, play the role and, and and put up this appearance, which really isn't the case when the guardian ad litem is not there or when the child you're being or when you as a parent are being, you know, uh, interviewed by the forensic custody evaluator. Well, I also think like what hopefully will come out of this again, whether you're a Britney Spears fan or not, is that, again, she was very brave. This was brave testimony. It was very raw. It was very emotional um, because this is her life. And I can't imagine, I mean, think how long it's taken her to step up to that mic. To have the courage. And tell the story. So hopefully what it will do is that shed the light again on, you know, this is something that probably a lot of people who are listening to the podcast have never even, never even knew conservatorships were an issue. Um, You know, the whole legal thing. You know, you're going through it with your mom. I've been through it with my mom. Power of attorneys, these types of things um, that you think are just not a big deal that someone says to you, make sure you get your power of attorney or your will or this straightened out. It it can become a huge deal because legal documents are not that easy to just say, I don't think I want to do this anymore. You know, I don't think I want to do that anymore. And as a side note, Justin Timberlake just needs to shut up. 
Okay. Like he comes to her defense and, you know, oh, Brittany, this person. It's just like, okay, a little too little, a little too late. Yeah. It's pretty easy to come to someone's defense now, but it's like, I've just enough, enough with these people who probably trashed her and then now are looking at this saying, wow, this is a really sad situation. So I think it's going to be an ongoing thing and it's going to be interesting to see how it ends up. If you would like to hear the entire 24 minutes of Brittany's testimony, we'll include a link in the Saturdays, the letter, which is our podcast uh, e-newsletter. Hit your inbox every Saturday morning at nine ten. text left on red. Red is the color R E D no spaces left on red to the number two, two, eight, two, eight. Absolutely free. Uh, we don't sell your information to anybody. Uh, if someone offered, I'll be totally honest with you. We probably would, um, but they haven't yet. So, oh, okay. Just want to put that out there. You're safe for now. Right now. Yeah. Right now. But that's not like a. You may uh, start getting emails listen, from. I, mean, I don't someone even. Someone says, listen, we'd love to get a hold of that database. I'd be like, you know, give me a price. Yeah. You know, and, and Next thing you know, it, you're getting emails from Bombas. Okay. Right now, not the case. Yeah. Uh, let's add two songs to the Spotify hypes on playlist. Donna, where are you going with uh, the Donna and Caddy hypes on playlist? So I am going. Let's add some Britney. First of all, is it thirsty yeah. three? Let's, let's add. add some, uh, what, yeah. what do you got? Um, let's add. Let's add baby. That okay. put her on the map. Do you remember the first time you were exposed to Britney? No. For me, it was. I was a young man, and I, it was an in cap. Should we tell the story? Uh-huh. I mean, is this is dirty. What is this? Where are we going? Uh, uh, okay. Um, but but it was an. I was going through like Walmart or something, and it's when that album, her first album, dropped, and she's in the little Catholic schoolgirl outfit. Yeah, the little pigtails and the pom poms. Yes, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I was walking through Walmart and I'm like, what the hell is that? Who is that? And I had to think, where am I? I'm at Walmart. What is this? And it was Britney Spears. Yeah. Shimmying through the hall. Yes, indeed she was. With the lockers. All right. So okay, we'll so we'll add Britney. baby. I'm going to also add Anthony Ramos. Ramos? 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 Ramos. Anyway, um, he has a new album out called Love and Lies. And the song I'm adding is Lose My Mind. He's amazing. He was in Hamilton and he is now in the Heights movie. Um, which is Lynn manuels new movie, which you can stream and also see in the theaters. I think you can do both. But um, just great. I'm a great performer. What genre is it? Is it rap? Or? It, no, it's kind of like, um, like almost like pop R&B in a way. Like some of the songs sound poppy, but just great R&B. He's got a lot of influences from, you know, everywhere. But he's super talented. So you'll like it. What about you? Ed Sheeran has a, uh, a new song out. We talked about Ed being named the face of TikTok not too long ago, and we both kind of questioned that. A pasty uh, British man, British man being the the, the face of, of TikTok. But we knew when that happened that that triggered or signaled that there was new music from Ed coming. We are both huge Ed Sheeran fans. Bad Habits is the song. Uh, he wrote it. It's available now uh, from his upcoming fifth studio album, and this is the first new music in over four years. Do you think he can do the Ratchet Bougie? On I, a, I don't think that he would do that, no. On TikTok, okay. Or do it well. Yeah. Anyway. Love All it, right. Sharon. So each episode, we had two songs to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist stuff that we're enjoying checking out and listening to and uh, want to share with you. Past weekend, we traveled to Gainesville to Gallery Furniture and uh, hung out with so many kind people that came out to uh, share their support of the My Second Act podcast and uh, record day in furniture sales at Gallery Furniture. Pico's Hot Dogs is there. Jonathan Landris did the music uh, for four hours while we were there, and I got to catch up with Jonathan. What? Is that his last name? Yes, Donna. Landris? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll check that out. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a guy that does t-shirts. But... Our t-shirt guy? Uh-huh. No, I'll look it okay. up. <laughs> uh, we have some audio. We spent some time with so many different people. And he was great s- now. The singer was great. We're going we're gonna yeah. to add, uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to share some audio with you here in just a second from Shelby Bram, who is one of the biggest supporters of the My Second Act podcast. And she traveled down. 
uh, to visit with us both and, and to meet us after like two decades of, of her well, She'd supporting. been listening to you forever and she had never met you. Back in Trustor Radio, even yeah. at the former Kicks. And uh, so who do you want to give some shout outs to? Oh, I just thought it was great. I saw um, Devin, Melissa Cape and Devin, her husband, and Devin came out. And um, I love spending time with Devin. He's just so cute. And we did a selfie together. And her, her mother came out and her aunt. It was like a family affair. And it cracks me up because everyone who came into gallery was like, I'm just here for one thing. Like the mom came to get a recliner and I swear they were like sending out like a table and six chairs with the recliner. So that's what happens. You know, every single person that came in there and we just heard over and over and over again. Um, Donna's so nice. She looks exactly the way I thought she would look. You know, this has been great. So um, we missed you if you didn't come, but we met a ton of people and it was a lot of fun. And I had two hot dogs. If anybody's keeping count. Shelby Brim. Spend some time with Shelby. Here's a, here's that conversation. One of the best things about being out in the area, like at the, uh, what do we call it, Shelby? The pre-4th of July All-American parking lot party with Atlee Bryce. Have you seen him around? No, not since I got here, and I've been here a couple hours. <laughs> but it's to, uh, to, to, to be able to hug necks and, and, and personally thank people for their support through the years. And you and I have communicated for how many years? Over a decade, right? Uh, yes, off and on, you know, because I've been listening to you since 2009 on the radio. And as I told you earlier, I've been wanting to meet you. And when I, whenever y'all went out to those remote locations, it always seemed to be that I had to work and my schedule just basically conflicted with it. So today it didn't. And uh, here I am. And it's nice to meet you and, and you, Donna. And, and Donna. Uh, and she, she's, we'll pull her in here in just a second. But you were just saying, my gosh, you're so much more handsome than I thought oh, you were. Exactly. Right, right. Yes. I don't know. I'm trying to decide whether I want to steal you away from Donna or not. <laughs> Which car is yours? <laughs> it has a full tank. We can make a quick getaway. So you live where? Uh, I live in Athens. Well, Bogart, which is right yep. outside of Athens, yeah. Okay. And so from Terrestrial Radio, back at the former Kicks to now podcasting, you are, um, you, you've just been a big supporter, and I can't thank you enough for that. Well, I have to tell you something. You know, I think I told Donna or you, I can't remember both of you, but... Um, when I first started uh, driving an hour for work, I was listening to, I was trying to find something to listen to in the car. Uh, and so I needed some kind of, I guess, entertainment. I needed a pick-me-up because, you know, sometimes going to work is pretty, uh, it's pretty stressful, actually. But um, I was kind of playing around with another radio station for a couple of weeks, and it just didn't quite, it didn't hit home. It didn't, I couldn't connect with it. So then I started flipping around, and I came upon kicks. And uh, I remember that, uh, I think, um, What's her name? Your <laughs> Dallas. Dallas. I couldn't think of her name. See, I've erased her from my mind. But anyway, Dallas. have I. Yes. Okay, so anyway, Dallas and Tug were talking about where he went. And I was like, where who went, you know? And so it turned out that you had just left the building. They thought you went downstairs to smoke a cigarette, you know? So I said, who is he? I've got to find out what happened here. So the next day I tuned in, and I just kept listening. So I've been listening, you know, until you, until you left Kicks. And then, you know, when you opened up the podcast, I was just thrilled. Just thrilled. Were you familiar with podcasts before? Because I wasn't. No. I, I had never listened to a podcast before my own. Uh, no, and I don't. That sounded horrible. It's not like I listen to myself all the time. You know what I'm saying? But I, I didn't know how to download them. I didn't know how to listen to them. It was, it was entirely new to me. Well, you know, I had never listened to a podcast before. But I thought, you know, if Katie's going to be on this podcast, Aww. I'm going to figure it out, you know. And so I figured it out, and I've listened to every single episode since. Now, where, where did I go that day? Did we ever figure that out? Uh, no. I wish I knew. I'll have to ask Tug. I was texting back. Today is Jacob's birthday. Tug's son. Oh, yeah. 17 years old. Um, But I'll have to ask Tug where I went. There's no telling. You know, I could have gone across the street to get a bagel or something. Yeah. Where's Donna? I'm going to pull my Donna in. Donna, 
Donna Choate, real quick, come over here. Uh, Shelby suggested hey, that we um, that we do a an eye roll counter in the studio for charity. I think we give the money to charity. Okay. I'm serious because I have a feeling from listening to all these podcasts that Donna's doing a lot of eye rolling. Well, as is Caddy Shelby. Oh, really? So it goes both ways. Okay. Are you rolling your eyes at yourself? Who are you rolling them at? I'm rolling my eyes at you occasionally. I bet Shelby's rolling her eyes when she listens. I'm just sitting there. I know that's an eye roll. Okay, now for, I know for sure that one got an eye roll, you know. But you know that it's always honest conversations about uh, true and, and, and real topics. Oh, of course, you know, and really, and I have to say, I don't always agree, you know, with, you know, whatever, um, but it's still that I am able to see that I respect y'all's opinions on whatever it might be, and, um, you know, I think that's maturity. You can listen to it and not be offended because I have an opinion too, and not everybody agrees with mine, you know, and that's okay as long as they don't berate me for it. What, uh, I'm just curious, what's one thing, um, of, of the many, I'm sure, that that, that that we don't see eye to eye on. Um, well, I'd rather not say. Okay. All right. What about something that you and Donna don't see eye to eye on? I'm not going to say. Wow, I Shelby. I agree with Donna, though. Oh, wow. I knew that. that was. I set, I set you up for that one, Shelby, didn't I? Oh, yes, you did. And I, I did not fall into the trap. What um, What? What? What do you want to, to do for Shelby other than give her love? I'm just so thankful. I, you know, I was saying to a couple people that came out today, you did this. This was your job and your career for 26 years. I'm, I was just like a, a person that just raised three kids and everything. But I just love meeting these people who have not only allowed us to share our life, but have shared their lives with us. And, and you know, I'm like, I just, everybody that I, I get to know, I take them into my heart and I love them so much. And it's like, I just appreciate everybody who takes the time to download and listen. It's just, a, I'm, I'm very thankful. And I'm also, and, and I was just saying this to someone else, and I think I said it to Shelby, that so many people have said to me that they knew you through the radio, but this has really given them an opportunity, again, for better or worse sometimes, but to really get to know you. And I think that's a beautiful thing, because I think when humans can all connect, you know, on struggles, on happiness, you know, life's not all rainbows and balloons every day and so that's how we all get together and become better people so i'm just thankful i love shelby i'm so glad she's here it makes me we are too i I told shelby when i got the message on twitter uh that that, uh you said that our uh, the stars had finally aligned and that we were going to be able to 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 meet one another i I said i picked up the phone immediately and called donna and i said shelby's coming i know and you know i'll cry over anything so i'm just so thankful all right all right we're done thank you thank you donna (laughs) She will. She'll tear up, Shelby. We drove together up here today. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a 45-minute long drive from yeah. Alpharetta up here to Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love everybody who listens, and we appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, yes, we do, but you don't want to talk about the ride up here? Uh, I don't. No. Okay, all right. Fine. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. It was it'll, it'll, bumpy. The tires were bumpy, and the conversation was bumpy. All right. <laughs> but our love never has been, Shelby. Actually, though, I'd be telling, be, we'd be telling a lie if... if, if some days. Yeah. Everybody gets tired of being with somebody someday, right? Well, I thought y'all I had the perfect marriage. That's an eye roll right there. There you go. That's one for Shelby. One for Shelby on the eye roll counter. We love it. We're going to get like a digital uh, counter in the studio, the app and podcast network. Carl, I know you're listening right now. Uh, let's get on that and we'll call it. We'll name it after you. We'll give you naming rights. Oh, well, gosh. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Shelby drove an hour. Or actually, her very kind son 
uh, driver uh, to, to spend the afternoon with us and have some Pico's hot dogs and, mm -hmm. uh, and enjoy the day. And, and it means the world to us. It truly does. Oh, can I have a bumper sticker now? One of those beaver bumper stickers? I break for beavers. I got a whole stack of them. Oh, wow. I'll give, as a matter of fact, I got some in my pocket here too. Some of my second act. I'm like the old man at church that pulls candy out of his oh, pocket okay. for the kids. I'll take a bumper uh, sticker. I, 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 had the, I break for beaver stickers over there in the back, but I'm going to hand this to your friend, oh. Shelby. Oh, okay. Those are all yours. You know, this has turned out to be so much of an awesome afternoon for me. I mean, I'm getting to be on the podcast. I got to meet y'all, and I got a handful of bumper stickers. And I'm going to send you home with some uh, My Second Act podcast cups. <gasps> oh, gosh. Okay, we can, we'll load this one up for you right now. You'll have to take it to my house because I'm in a small car. You can strap it on top. Listen, uh, ask for Donna. Can you you'd be shocked. That, that little Toyota right there in front of us, the Maryland tag that we're looking at as we record right now, she could put a, uh, a, a an entire section on that thing with just one little piece of rope. She's talented. She can do that. She knows how to tie things down. Her daddy taught her well. You know? Oh, okay. I'll get you some I Break for Beaver stickers. Sounds now, that was good. Donna's creation uh, because of Richard the Beaver. Back I remember that. Yes. 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 I remember Richard the Beaver very well. I guess he's not around anymore. Uh, have we seen him? Well, every time I try to get Caddy to slow down to see if he's out there, he won't do it. So I've got to go on my own sort of docent hunt and see what's going on. Keep us filled in on that, okay? She yeah. will. She will. Love to you. Thank you so much, Shelby. All right. Thank you, Caddy. All right. Y'all have a Next good episode of the My Second Act podcast, uh, you're going to hear a conversation that we had with Don. Ask for Donna. The Wolfman's best friend back in the day. Ed O'Neill, and also Kenny Stapleton, who was the uh, really the brains behind the TV campaign that they had back in the day on TBS during the Braves games. And so while maybe you're listening to the podcast in Atlanta and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, Wolfman, I remember those days and I remember the commercials and the commercials that Donna started filming with the dad when she was like 15 years old. There was also um, you got to remember that these commercials aired nationwide. And so all of America was exposed to the Wolfman and the gallery furniture brand back in the day. And so we had a conversation about the history and it was so interesting. And a lot of it, I didn't know. And you and Donna grew up together in Smyrna and graduated high school together. But it's a very interesting conversation about the need for small business and, and for people to support small businesses, but also um, about the ideas where all the different ideas came for the 500 commercials that they filmed back in the day for TBS that aired during, mostly during the Braves games. Yeah, and it was when it was called the Superstation. So right. it was available nationwide. On nationwide. And that's why, you know, a lot of people have always said, like, why were the Braves ever called America's team? Well, the reason they were called that is because when Ted Turner started the station, it was broadcast everywhere. And so even if you weren't living in Atlanta, the Braves were your team. And you remember these Donna and the Wolfman commercials. And I also told you, you know, um, at the time, there was a famous disc jockey called Wolfman Jack. And people knew him from that too because he also had this the reason he was called the wolf man is he had this huge beard and he was just a character um so there were some great stories that came out of that and it just i mean a lot of things i didn't even know I, I never knew that her dad was an attorney that that's how he started was he was an attorney and a lawyer and he was working for a furniture company and um figured it out you know he figured out that there was a lot of money in furniture and financing and all that good stuff so he switched careers it was fascinating Heather Crawford and her oh, husband yeah. and their son, Houston, also came out to say hello. It was great to meet them. Uh, Heather was the last person to play You Can't Beat Jack, a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown on this podcast just a few episodes ago. She wants a rematch. Why does she want that rematch? Though? Well, because she thinks that she thinks you guys tied. But all ties go to I don't Caddy. think she realized that. I explained that to her. But then she also said that she thought the phone 
that rang when, your, when your mother called when we that it knocked her off her game. Okay. So you did, you were kind of like mean. Like you're like, I'm not going to. No, we don't need to have a rematch. I was like, we're going to do that. Don't you worry. We got it taken care of. We'll do that soon. Heather, thank you so much for coming out. Yeah. And to everybody out. for giving uh, a piece of their Saturday. Uh, and uh, coming up and visiting with us and uh, Donna and Marilyn and the entire Shane and the entire crew at Gallery Furniture 1600 Browns Bridge Road Gainesville thank you so much for your support of the podcast and your friendship through the years uh, our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack my second act part of the Appen Podcast Network Whoa!